You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Uh, what's up everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening to the show and this week it is episode 257 and it is the final special stupid sexy sponsored episode last november uh i ran a 24-hour extra life charity stream and four Generous motherfuckers donated $1,000 each to the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton for a chance to pick a game to talk about and come on the show to talk about it with me. Dark Cloud, Space Harrier, and F-Zero were three of those episodes. You can find those in the archives. And this week, Metroid Prime wraps up the quartet, as it were. And I know a lot of you have been looking forward to a Metroid Prime episode, as have I, so this should be awesome. Now, I, I played a little bit of Metroid Prime back when it came out, but I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that it was, uh, it was my first ever Metroid game. I didn't really play the NES or the SNES ones growing up, and uh, and I bought it because it was reviewing so well, and I, I thought it was cool. I got like three or four hours in, and then I, I don't know. I just never went back to it for some reason, and since then, over the last 20 years, I've become a huge fan 
of Metroidvanias and a pretty reasonably sized fan of Samus and the Metroid franchise as well. I've, I've played Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, Metroid 1, Metroid 2, the phenomenal Metroid Dread on the Nintendo Switch, and so many people sing Metroid Prime's praises that I was stoked to see what all the hubbub is about. So I finally finished my playthrough on the GameCube. I played the original version, not the remaster, and uh, yeah. I, I get it. It is it is pretty, pretty fucking good. I have some minor gripes, but it's definitely a top two Metroid game for me now alongside Metroid Dread. Is it my new number one? Ah, you'll have to listen to find out. Uh, my guest this week is the reason this episode is happening. Blaine the Hoagie Man made his generous donation to the hospital, the children's, the Stollery Children's Hospital, not just the hospital, the Stollery Children's Hospital last year for my 24-hour stream, said he wanted to talk Metroid Prime, and uh, God damn it, that's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to get there in just a minute because speaking of 24 hours long, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. Dun, 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 dun. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and consider this your warning. Our intros are, they're, they're kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff. It's good times. And they're not 24 hours, even on half speed. I think they'd come up like 20 minutes short of the 24 hour mark. So uh, seriously though, if you do want to skip them and go about 30 minutes up the road, you'll be in the Metroid Prime talk, but give it a chance. We play play one, remake one, erase one, I answer games, old questions. It's good times. I do have to do my plugs. All right. Just give me fucking a couple of minutes i gotta rip through these is how we keep the bills on we have all kinds of merchandise hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs posters all kinds of shit rocking incredible art drawn by my man joe from 4545creative.com you can find our merch at remember the game podcast.com if you're interested it is a great way to support the show and a quick heads up uh we're gonna be launching a summer sale probably next week sometime with a couple of new designs and uh you can save yourself a couple of dollary do so remember the game podcast.com if you're interested but maybe just wait a few days uh and of course if you don't like clothes you can always just support us on Patreon. It's about the greatest deal in the history of the universe. Quick note, as of August 1st, our monthly $2 tier will be increasing to $3 uh, three dollars a month with the extra buck going toward advertising. Remember the game, covering the cost of me hopefully traveling to some expos to promote the show, stuff like that. Uh, we will still be offering it for $2 a month if you sign up for the annual subscription. And trust me, if you can stand the sound of my voice, it's worth it because we offer up to 4 additional podcasts each week every second monday we do purple monkey dishwasher our new simpsons podcast hosted by myself and mark McHugh. every tuesday i drop the rambling idiot where i talk about my comedy career tv movies sports aliens whatever the fuck is on my mind every friday is game patch my modern gaming news show where i talk about the biggest news in gaming give sales picks new releases etc and expansion pass goes live every thursday it's a different show each week it's always or it's mostly always gaming it's like 90 percent gaming episodes but we do rankings we look back at genres characters eras consoles there's some comedy episodes there's so many modern game reviews in there. It's insane. Uh, this past week, it was Expansion Pass 169. Nice. And I answered a ton of where should I start questions that I get asked all the time. Newcomers to Final Fantasy, Zelda, Metroidvanias, the Super Nintendo, Xbox, PlayStation, Twitch streaming, Ninja Turtles. I covered all of them. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass. Adam, where should I start? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Where do you start with 2D platformers that aren't Mario? Like, there's so many. Um, Stricker, I would recommend getting either the Switch Online uh, on the, or, the, or the Sega collection, which is available on everything, and trying out a few because there's a ton of great games in there. Like, a few that come to mind for me are Sonic the Hedgehog, Ninja Gaiden, Castlevania, Donkey Kong, Adventure Island, Bubsy. Um, not Bubsy. Uh, 
it's like that's there's so fucking many. Um, you know what? Okay, just to give you a definitive answer, uh, the Donkey Kong Country trilogy on the Super Nintendo. That would be yeah. That's it. I would go with those. You can get them on Super Nintendo online, twenty bucks a year on the Switch. Uh, that yeah, we'll lock that in. That's my pick. Donkey Kong Country games. It's particularly one and two, but three is good too. I would start with those. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy. said, oh, hey, uh, considering how Adam hates them, where do you start with the Soulsborne games? I know what the right answer is. I just want to see how close you get. Uh, where do you start with this? You all know I don't really play Souls games. If you're asking where should I start, I would say start by getting a new hobby. And that's now available on our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 170. And it's going to be one of my out-of-this-world space-age modern game reviews and i'm gonna take aew fight forever to the mat i'm a huge wrestling fan i love wrestling video games i was super stoked for aew's first game uh, to mixed response it does some stuff i really like it does some stuff i really hate but i'll break it all down this week on expansion pass so you can check that out if you're interested again subscriptions start at two bucks you get new podcasts every week instant access to hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts plus access to our thousand plus member remember the game discord the chance to vote on our patreon poll every month the ability to submit comments to be read on all of our shows you can dm with me and you even get a shout out it gets you hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to our newest patrons i I, Adam Blank, love Majora's Mask. I do. It's my favorite place to poop. James Dorgan, Al, or April Rios, Luke, Nikolai Bakewell, Adam Tung, Ian Campbell, Philip Ramsey, Jackson Campbell. I wonder if there's a relation. I don't know. I'm a robot. Silver Gun Superman. It's a me, a Mita Chandor, uh, Mia. It's a Mia Mitochondria. Mitochondria, I think. Uh, Matthew, that one's fake. Rich Mays, Luke Pierce, the Dank Samurai. I assume that you do circumcisions. Uh, Mr. Dr. Sassy Bitch, you might do circumcisions as well. Billy O. Blueslink, Jeffrey Fisher, and Dr. Nigel Middletits, Esquire. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. And to wrap up my sales pitch, don't forget 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity every year as part of my 24-hour stream in the fall. And we offer annual subscriptions that'll save you your 12th month's fees. And finally, you can find me over on Twitch whenever I feel like getting on there, twitch.tv slash remember the game. Come by and say hi. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Evan Azzo, who said, All right, Sir Blancarino, the streets of Remember the Game are talking, and the word is that a Fallout 3 episode is potentially brewing. So my question is this. Pick three cool locations you'd love Fallout 5 to take place in. For me, I'd love to see Michigan, Louisiana, or Florida. For the record, yes, I promise y'all a Fallout 3 episode is coming. Here's the hiccup. I played that game once, like a decade ago, and I don't remember very much about it other than I liked it. So I have started replaying it, but any of you, and I assume most of you have played Fallout 3, know that that's not a quick adventure. So it's, I have it going on my Steam Deck. It's just something I hop into when I have time to kill or when I'm done pooping on Majora's Mask. Uh, it's going to take me a long time, but I, I promise you... I would, I will bet you by this time next year, a Fallout 3 episode has happened. That's the only commitment I'm willing to make. Uh, as far as settings for Fallout 5, I think Florida sounds like a cool setting, actually. 
Uh, especially like if all the water was like pulled out or dry and there was fucking mutated crocodiles and shit. Um, I would love to see one somewhere in Canada, like a, like a nuclear winter, like maybe up in the mountains or over in BC somewhere or something would be pretty rad, like in the forests, uh, or New York city, like right fucking downtown, like times square, like New York city. I think that'd be fucking sick too. So I'll go with those three, uh, faded sufferance said, Hey Adam, recently you made a comment about listeners feeling, uh, feeling you, they are friends with you. Recently, you made a comment about listeners feeling that they are friends with you. I feel you're more of a male escort in my case. I'm paying you $20 a month to keep my company for an hour a day. And that, my friend, is the real best deal in gaming. Yeah, I mean, people do act like we're... I mean, I, I consider a bunch of you my friends. Not all of you. A couple of you freak me out. But I, can, I consider a lot of you my friends. I like talking to you guys online and stuff like that. But uh, I do... It's, it's, it's been my lifelong dream to be a male escort. So, Faded Sufferance, you just made my fucking day, my friend. This is... I might print that out and hang it on my fridge. Uh, Zach Shepard said, hey, man, this, this Saturday I turned 30, and I have no idea what to do to celebrate. What did you do for your 30th birthday, and do you have any advice you wish you'd receive when you turn 30? Uh, well, first of all, happy early birthday, Zach. Uh, fucking party hard. Uh, it's funny you ask that because I very ask my friends. Like I don't even tell most people when my birthday is. I very rarely celebrate my birthday. I'm not one of those like, I'm getting old and it sucks. I just don't care. I don't like the the attention uh but on my 30th birthday shaley and i went to new york city actually for like a week it was my first time ever leaving canada and we went to new york city for a week and it kind of got me interested in traveling and uh we went to a giants packers game and i lost my wallet and we went and saw the bruins and the rangers at madison square garden which was fucking sick and we saw the devils and the penguins out in meadowlark and we saw yager fuck yarmer yager score a fucking goal which was sick and uh, it was awesome. So that's what I did. I went to New York. Maybe go to New York. That's, I don't know. That's what I did. But anyways. And as far as advice I wish I'd received when I turned 30, uh, stop listening to other people's opinions. Just don't, and I, and I mean that. It took me a long time to get there. Don't listen to what other people think. Fuck them. Be you. Fuck them. Uh, happy birthday, buddy. Just Car Pranks said, Hello, Mr. Blank. Long time listener. First time blower for real. All right, well, if you put the for real in there, I believe you. Okay, so I've always had questions I wanted to submit, but I never did. So many questions to ask. This one is trying to understand Canadian pronunciations. Why is it that there's absolutely no accent, but there are words that come up in this podcast and a hockey podcast, Puck Soup, that I don't understand? First, drama is drama. How do you say it? Drama? It's drama. I don't know how you say drama and another, which you don't do this, but Mario turns into Mario or Marrow. Couple times in Puck Soup, either the game Marrow Brothers or Marrow Lemieux comes up, and the pronunciation catches me off guard every time. What's up with this? Well, as you all can tell, if you've been listening to my show with any regularity, I can't say most words. I have a hard time pronouncing names and big words, anything more than three syllables and everything like that. So chances are the problem is just that we here in Canada are not taught how to say words. So if someone is saying, I don't understand how they're saying drama wrong, but apparently they're saying drama wrong. Uh, Mario is fucking weird. Mario, I can live with, but I like Mario. Uh, I take a lot of shit for the way I say garage, 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 car hold. I don't know how I'm supposed to say it. Uh, yeah, but no, I think just, I think I'm starting to realize that here in Canada, we're just not taught how to say words. So uh, our apologies, just car pranks, which is another Canadian thing we would do. Uh, B, B Scrat 
said, hello there. I'm playing a run of Super Mario World on the Switch, and I have two thoughts. First, are you a classic D-pad player or a joystick? Myself, I was playing horrible until I realized I was playing with a joystick, so once I fixed that, it was much better. First of all, before I get to your second question, if anyone out there is playing classic 2D platformers with a joystick instead of the D-pad, you deserve to die. Like, not in real life, but you deserve to fall down the holes and get hit. Jesus. Beast Scratch. Double secret probation, and I haven't done that in a long time. You don't play classic 2D side-scrollers with the fucking analog stick. You fucking monsters. Jesus Christ. I don't even want to fucking read your second question. Jesus. Second, I think the map from Super Mario World would make the best Mario Kart track. Imagine racing around the map with the end goal being Bowser's Castle. You can take multiple different routes trying to find the best way or race through the Star World to get there. Okay, I'll... I'll take it back to single secret probation because that's a fucking awesome idea. That would make a sick Mario Kart track. The Super Mario World map? Ha! You go through like Yoshi's Island or whatever and then the like the uh, uh, Vanilla Dome and then through the forest and down to Choco Plains and into Bowser's Valley and you could, yeah, take Star World. Oh my God. Single secret probation because that's a good idea. But don't play fucking 2D side-scrollers with the analog stick. Jesus. Um, Mr. Persona, say, hey, Adam, what are your thoughts on Wave 5 of Mario Kart 8, especially after getting your ass kicked? I'm asking for a friend of a friend. Jokes aside, what is your opinion on it? Yeah, I was playing it with the community the other day, and I was consistently third to fourth, but never winning. Uh, I, honestly, dude, like, I think all the new tracks, most of the new tracks they've added, some of the tour tracks suck, but most of the new tracks that they've added to Mario Kart 8 have been dope. I think Wave 5 has been the best wave so far. If you've been on the fence about picking them up, this has been, these, these tracks are fucking superb. They are really really good i i'm really impressed and i can't wait to see what they do with wave six call it now wave six four tracks are gonna be rainbow road that's my prediction maybe i'm wrong but i think that final cup will be all rainbow roads but yes the wave five of mario kart eight tracks have been outstanding fucking outstanding uh maurice del taco said the blank man golf retall extraordinaire shout out to him against that reference from my shitty comedy act have you ever quit playing a game because it was just ruining your after work chill time i uninstalled call of duty because i was getting so mad at it every time now me and my buddies just journey some jazz cigarettes and play easygoing games oh buddy i've rage quit so many ga- i could do a whole expansion pass about rage quits Maurice, <laughs> Maurice Del Taco. Uh, I almost rage quit Mario Kart 8 the other day playing it because I was getting hit with everything. It was pissing me off. I'm a, I'm a rage quitter to the extreme. Um, I think one in particular, actually, believe it or not, was MLB The Show. As much as I love MLB The Show, I play on that difficulty that adjusts based on how well you're doing. And I kind of got myself trapped in this part. I can't remember what difficulty. It was pretty high up. And I couldn't buy a hit to save my life, but I wasn't playing bad enough to get it to drop down. And I was just getting pissed off. So, and that was used to be my go-to after work game was MLB the show. So that any dude, NHL, I haven't played NHL in years, but who, who listening to this that plays the NHL games has not been fucked over by a hot goalie or a bad goal and rage quit it at least once. Especially if you're playing like your season mode and you're in the playoffs and you get fucked over. Oh, fuck. Fucking video games. Ah, oh, I could. Yeah, lots. But those are the two that stand out to me. Uh, Namaste home with my dog. I like that handle. Said, since I'm new, forgive me if this has been answered before. Did you get the letter time chime from Video and Arcade Top 10? One of the greatest Canadian video game shows of all time. Shout out to Nicholas Pickles. I did. For anyone that's new to the show, uh, I'm about to queue up letter the letter time letter. That is where I stole it blatantly from Video and Arcade Top 10. And actually, if you go back in the archives, it's a couple years old now. But there's actually an interview with Nicholas Pickles. Uh, from Video and Arcade Top 10. And one of my favorite episodes. You can find that in the Remember the Game library here if you scroll back somewhere. Uh, and finally, 
Before we move on, it is letter time. It's letter time. Num.mp3 wrote in and said, Sup, Blank, what are your feelings on piracy as it concerns the older titles, especially the ones that are harder or more expensive to obtain? Games that come to mind are the older Pokemon games. They normally go for hundreds of dollars. Should I suck it up and fork over the big bucks if I want to play these in their original forms, not remakes, or what? It's okay, Uncle Adam. Be harsh if need be. I can take it. It's This is topical because I got talking about this on social media this week, and we've talked about this before, but I just want to reiterate my stance because I know the community grows and we get new people in here. Um... So I'm in the the Steam Deck Reddit uh, subreddit on on Reddit, and somebody had posted about how they were adding all the old Pokemon games to their Steam Deck, and they were trying to find ROMs for the current Switch Pokemon games like Arceus and uh, Ruby and Sapphire, whatever you know. There's like four thousand Switch Pokemon games, and I I commented and I just said you can get those games on the Switch and buy them from the rights holder, and I got downvoted to shit. Uh, in that subreddit and then I posted it online and it started a discussion so I just want to make my feelings on ROMs and emulation clear if a if a game is a first of all if you're raw if you're emulating and playing ROMs of like current switch ps5 Xbox even last gen ps4 Xbox one like if you're if you're stealing games that are still readily available from the rights distributors uh you're you're stealing and I won't move off that I don't agree with it you're stealing and I've had people be like, Nintendo can afford it. I'm like, that's literally so not the point. You could, I, you know, if you came into my house and took $100 out of my wallet, I, I, I could afford it. Does that mean you can just take it? No. If you stole all my podcasts that I sell on Patreon and put them up for the fucking world to download off Napster or whatever people use these days, like, would it end me? Probably not, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. So no, if it's current games, don't steal them because... People are like, well, the big companies can afford it. That's so not the point. People are so entitled these days, and they just steal shit that doesn't belong to them, and it's it's wrong. It's fucking wrong, and I won't move off it. I don't like it. Uh, it pisses me off, and I don't like it. But if we're talking older games, and people are like, well, what's your definition of an older game? I don't know, okay? Just my 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 stance on old games and red, red ROMs and emulation is if the game is available from the rights holder... I won't emulate it. You know, if I want to play DuckTales, I can buy that in the, the Disney Afternoon Collection. I'll buy the actual... I won't, I won't emulate Mega Man because I can buy the Mega Man games. I won't emulate Mario games because I can sign up for Nintendo Online and play the old Mario games there. If I can buy a game from the holder, the rights holder, I will. Uh, case in point, you brought up like the, the old Pokemon games. Now that the 3DS eShop is down, Nintendo is not selling those anywhere. So as far as I'm concerned, if your only options, and this goes for any game, if your only options are to emulate it or pay some weenie at the flea market, you know, $100 for an old copy, emulate away. If the if the companies that own them don't want to sell them to us, then I'll go out and find a way to play them. But if the company is selling them, I'll buy them from them. Uh, and that goes not just for Pokemon, but just across the board. So that's my feelings on emulation. I won't move off that. Um... Somebody brought up a great point. And they were like, remember what the Dreamcast? You guys know the the, uh, the massive reason the Dreamcast died is because their games were so easily pirated and everybody was just pirating them. And these companies aren't going to keep making games if everyone's just stealing their games. And so I know Nintendo will be fine, but don't steal their shit. But if the game's not available anywhere, fuck that. Like my NES Classic, my Super Nintendo Classic, my Genesis Classic, they're all full of classic games. And mostly ones that I just can't get anywhere. So that's where I'm going to play them. I have no problem with that whatsoever. 
So I hope I made my stance clear on that. That's how I feel about it. Okay, we got to move on. Thank you for all the submissions, everybody. As always, let's switch things up and get into our Smash It segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. And uh, this week, or as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get to that in a minute. That's what I meant to say. This week we're talking Metroid Prime, so I went with three more GameCube exclusives. Luigi's Mansion, Super Mario Sunshine, and Star Fox Adventures. And the problem was I had Luigi's Mansion and Mario Sunshine shine and then i wasn't sure what nintendo game i could plug in there that could stand up to mario and luigi and uh, it turns out the answer was not Star Fox because 47 percent of you said play luigi's mansion remake sunshine and erase Star Fox adventures so let me see what a few of you had to say here and then i'll tell you what the right answer was fancy slim shady said remake luigi's mansion because it's getting remade play mario sunshine because it's available on switch delete all Star Fox games because they're overrated uh, I agree with the Star Fox thing. For the record, though, Luigi's Mansion isn't. It's Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the one from the DS, is the one that's getting the remake. Not the original. But I do agree on the Star Fox games being a little overrated. I agree with that. Uh, Jet Fuel said, I think this is my first time playing. I respect your honesty, uh, Jet Fuel. I usually don't have much history with the games, but as an early 90s baby, the GameCube was my childhood. Play Mario Sunshine. I love 3D Mario and never got around to this one for some reason. I never owned it as a kid, but have not one but two GameCube discs in my collection staring at me from my backlog from hell. Remake Star Fox. I loved this game as a kid and I've beaten it three times now. I grew up playing Star Fox 64 religiously and getting the opportunity to play as Fox in a Zelda-esque adventure was right up my alley. That being said, it's one of those games from my childhood that I know nostalgia uh, heavily impacts my feelings for it and finally Erase Luigi's Mansion I have great memories of this game as well but I really want to play Sunshine and them's the rules nothing wrong with that I dude so many weeks I get shit from people for the game I delete and I'm like I don't want to delete this one it's just I have to delete one because as Jet Fuel just said them's the fucking rules and without rules we're no different than the animals except the animals with rules Mike Claysmith Said, remake Luigi's Mansion, as I loved Luigi's Mansion 3 and I've not played the first one. I really don't want to hook up my old Wii that played GameCube games in order to try it out. That is sound logic. Erase Star Fox, because screw just about everything Star Fox related and I just don't want to play it. By default, I'll play Mario Sunshine. I prefer my Mario 2D, but the game wasn't bad. You know what? I can live with remaking any GameCube game in these polls simply to get it on the Switch so you don't have to hook something up to play it. I can live with that logic every time. Mega Jim said, well, I totally could easily agree with the majority that Star Fox Adventure is probably the best erase choice. I feel that there's a good idea somewhere in there that could be done well with a good remake. I've never cared for Mario Sunshine, and I wouldn't miss it if it was erased. Luigi's Mansion is a charming little game that I could easily replay any day. That said, I don't think it really needs a remake, and if you want something newer, well, that's what the two follow-up games are for. Uh, I, I, I can actually get on board with that. You're going to hear my thoughts in a minute, but I, that's, we, we're, we're on similar wavelengths. Mega Jim. And Michael Patrick said, play Luigi's Mansion because it's perfect the way it is and the sequels are great as well. Remake Mario Sunshine, HD graphics, and fix that fucking camera. And then erase Star Fox Adventures because it simply didn't click with me. It's such a downgrade from Star Fox 64. Um, fair enough. I can live with that. I, uh... Yeah, fix the fucking camera in Sunshine. I agree. Fuck, I hate that camera. Uh, I'm going with the runner-up this week. 22% of you 
voted the way I did, as did DePitzi Jr., who said, I play Luigi's Mansion because I've never played it and I'd love to. I'd remake Star Fox Adventures because Star Fox could use some love lately and erase Mario Sunshine mainly because I'm a 2D Mario game guy and not a big fan of the 3D Mario's sorry rules are rules. Uh, I would have the same order. Different reasoning, same order. I'd play Luigi's Mansion because it's delightful. And we have Luigi's Mansion 3 and the remake of Luigi's Mansion 2 or Dark Moon or whatever coming to the Switch. So we don't, I don't really need this one remade. I'll just play it as it is. It's fine. Uh, this might shock people. I'm going to remake Star Fox Adventures. Despite never playing it and not really liking Star Fox because it would be another classic Nintendo franchise brought back from the dead and might bring me one step closer to a new F-Zero game. So I'll play Star Fox or remake Star Fox Adventures and I'm going to race Mario Sunshine despite... My position on the board of the Mario fan club, I've never loved Mario Sunshine. I think it controls like shit. I think it's annoying. And it introduced Bowser Jr. And I hate him. And maybe if we erase Mario Sunshine, we'll erase Bowser Jr., which would be a blessing among blessings. So that's my that's my thought. That's my thought process here. Thank you to everyone that played as always. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been playing over the last week, and then we'll get into Metroid Prime in just a moment after we pause for a quick word from one of my sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it, Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Okay, what have I been playing over the last week? Mostly Metroid Prime on my GameCube. A lot of it to get ready for this episode. I've also been playing Final Fantasy 16 quite a bit. It is excellent. I will review that on Expansion Pass when I finally finish it. I don't know when that will be. Uh, I've been playing AW Fight Forever. Mixed opinions. I'll tell you what I think about that on Expansion Pass tomorrow. And then on the side, I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy 6, the Pixel Remaster on my Steam Deck to get ready for an upcoming episode of the show. I've played Final Fantasy 6 before, but any excuse to remake or to replay it, uh, it's, fuck, it's a good game, man. Don't forget Shadow. The people that know, know. Let's talk Metroid Prime. That's why you kids are here. As always, I like to let you nerds sound off in the comments before my guests and I hog the microphone. We had a lot of comments this week. I'm going to rip through a bunch of them here. Kelly said, this game is amazing. I played this for the first time around January and adored it. This game's atmosphere and the soundtrack are unbeatable. Mix that with the really fun combat and you've got a great game. I would sit down and play this while listening to either your podcast or watching episodes of The Completionist. Good memories. I actually uh, listened to a lot of YouTube videos during my playthrough of this as well that's funny that you say that not of the completionist uh but of all kinds of different things it is a, it's yeah it is a great fucking game well said kelly nathan thunder 
said, I'm currently playing the remastered version after finishing a, play a playthrough of, of Dread. I thought Dread was just an artfully crafted game that Prime... Uh, oh, pardon me. I thought Dread was just such an artfully crafted game that Prime felt slow and dated in comparison. I'm enjoying my time with it, but I wish I would have played it at the time it came out so it wouldn't be a Dread Shadow. I'm excited for Prime 4. Uh, that's fair. I They're my top two games now, Metroid or Prime and Dread. Um, but if, if you play Dread right before you played Prime, yeah, I can see how Prime feels a little slow. I understand that. Uh, Rich Mays, I'm excited for Prime 4 as well. Uh, Rich Mays said, This game was one of the games that made me feel like less of a bitch when my friends had PS2s and Xboxes. They were playing Time Splitters, Halo, Metal Gear, etc. while I had Mario Sunshine and Kirby's Air Ride. This, along with Resident Evil 4, finally showed or finally somewhat justified my cute purple cube as more than just a toy. The game was great and I love the mechanics. I would love to see a sequel or a remake of this game. Well, I have good fucking news for you, Rich Mays. If you have a Switch, Metroid Prime Remastered is out on the switch right now and apparently it's pretty fucking sexy but i've not played it but apparently it's pretty fucking good uh yeah you're right metroid prime and resident i'll tell you right now hot take maybe and i know that resident evil 4 eventually ended up on everything but at one point it was a gamecube exclusive metroid prime and resident evil 4 could stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with anything ps2 and xbox were doing hot take but i don't care i stand by it uh, J Smack said, Metroid Prime is my Super Mario World, my favorite game of all time, and I even grew up in the SNES era, but the new approach to storytelling put this one over the top. I know some people don't like scanning, but I love that explorative approach to the narrative. That's possibly why I liked Horizon so much when it came out as well. Yeah, we get into the scanning a bit. I, d I didn't love the, I didn't do the scanning, but I thought it was awesome that it was in there. Yeah, you'll hear that in like, in two minutes here. And Bradley Morton. It's going to have our last take. Bradley said, I have so much nostalgia for this game, it hurts. Picture this funny little story. I'm almost at the Fazin Mines. I can't save, and the parents say it's time to go. So I leave my GameCube on all day while we're gone to a family reunion. We come home, and the parents find out I left the cube on, so I get grounded and lose my GameCube for six months. The anticipation of finish it ate me alive. My dad forgot he took it from me, so I probably could have gotten it back sooner if I'd asked. I still beat the shit out of this game, and it's firmly in the top three of my all-time games list. The remake is fire. Bradley, I just want to say, if your parents... Listen, I can understand being grounded off your cube for a few days for leaving it on. I used to do it with my Nintendo. Six months? Your parents should be in jail. Fucking prison. Prison. Jesus. Anyways... Uh, thank you everybody that wrote in. It's time to talk Metroid Prime. That's why you're here. I'm excited. Hoagie Man's excited. Let's do this. I'm going to queue up some outstanding music. And when it stops, Blaine the Hoagie Man and I, with a possible guest appearance by somebody else, are going to make a, a quick... Er, no. Fuck, what was I trying to say? I, that Throwing in the guest appearance fucked me all up. We're talking Metroid Prime, which originally released on the GameCube on November 18th, 2002. Their guest appearance is three seconds long. Don't get excited. Enjoy the podcast. Let's go. Alright, so as I'm sure I said during the intro, and you can guess by the music and the title of the episode and all, all that good stuff, we are talking Metroid fucking Prime for the Nintendo GameCube and I guess for the Nintendo Switch now. And uh, we'll get into all that and all that kind of stuff in just a minute. Joining me this week via the blank phone is a good buddy of mine, and as I've mentioned already, the fourth of the four horsemen of the Stollery Children's Hospital Ocalypse, I guess. Four guys that donated to my 24-hour stream 
fucking eight months ago. <laughs> They're finally getting their episodes. And that is Blaine the Hoagie Man. Blaine, what's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm feeling good like a motherfucker. How about yourself, Blank Man? I'm, I'm fucking, I'm so excited to talk about this game. I love this <laughs> game. This is going to be dope. Uh, before we get into this game, though, it's the same thing I said uh, to Captain and Juris and McG. Uh, thank you for your donation to my stream last year. And maybe more so thank you for your patience because i know this took a long fucking time so thank you for waiting and not yelling at me to get to your podcast i i appreciate your patience man oh no no problem man it's just uh i'm actually happy to do it like it was for a good cause and you know yeah just really happy to be here yeah and you and you picked uh you picked a fucking banger in Metroid Prime. And like, admittedly, I'll get into my history with this game and my limited playtime with it prior to this review and everything. But uh, I guess I want to kick the show off, dude. What, like, why? 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 Because you could have picked from a, a wide variety of games. Why Metroid Prime? So as far as uh, Nintendo franchises go, I would say Metroid is like number one for me. And I know that a lot of, a lot of the other Metroid games have already been covered. And I'm like, you know... I just got to get on, talk about a game I enjoy, and I know I would try to get with uh, other M, but obviously that's on the Wii. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm like, well, Metroid Prime's a much much better game. So I was like, absolutely, let's go with that one. Okay, and that's and that was so that was gonna be the first thing I was gonna ask you was like, do you like this game? But is this so? I've played Metroid on the NES, Metroid Two on the Game Boy, Super Metroid on the SNES, Metroid Fusion on the GBA. Metroid Prime on the GameCube and Metroid Dread on the Switch. And my top two for sure are Metroid Dread and Metroid Prime. And I and I think I think I like Metroid Dread a, 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 a like a like a smidge more. And that's just primarily my bias toward 2D gameplay over 3D. But right. is this is this your favorite Metroid? I'd say probably at least third favorite. I will say I like Super the best, and I would say Dread probably still inches it out for me. Yeah. And then I could flip-flop Fusion and Prime, but I'd say for the most part, yeah, definitely Prime is one of my favorites. Top three, easily. For sure. Yeah, Prime is, like, I mean, fuck. Just for the, like, Met there's a there's a review of Metroid Dread in our expansion pass archives, if you're interested. Mm. Um, And I know we're talking Prime, but, like, how fucking good was Metroid Dread? Like, oh. Fucking it was incredible, and, and the fact that it just came it came out of nowhere when it was yeah. announced, and everyone's ex like, my mind fucking exploded, dude. Me too. I remember <laughs> watching that direct, and Nintendo was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, that Metroid person, ah, we have a brand new game in that franchise, and it's available in like three weeks or whatever the fuck it was." And then They're we just... all played it, and it was on it like it won Game of the Year in our uh in our community handedly. Uh, it was just I fucking sick. It was so good. Fuck me, it was so good, but. This has always been the one that everybody goes to. Like, I've been looking up some lists, like ranking, because I've just been curious since I finished this. I'm like, so where does this sit amongst like the greatest Metroid games of all time? And if it's not number one, I mean, now the remastered version is number one on a lot of lists, the Switch version. But if it's not number one on a lot of lists, it's top two or three. Um, and now I get it. I This is, I got to say, man, this is a fucking remarkable video game. It's, it's wow. And for it to like, you remember when Mario went to 3d with Mario 64 and it was like, wow. And then Zelda did it with Ocarina and it was like, wow, 
Metroid skipped the 64 and then went from 2D to 3D with the first person shooter on the GameCube. And and ad- admittedly, the GameCube is a more powerful system than the than the 64. But I I am I am fucking shocked that they could pivot away from 2D and go to 3D and do it so well in their first try. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I as first as I'm thinking there was supposed to be a Metroid 64, but I kind of thankful that they just skipped over that. Totally. But yeah, I mean, as far as their first outing with a 3D Metroid going, that's they they literally knocked it out of the park, man. It's just <laughs> like like let's take the idea of just going, you know, exploring an entire planet, you know, you have to like gather all your resources. You know, obviously the Metroid Vania of backtracking, going to different places after you get certain items and stuff like that. And just opening it up to like a more like 3D realm was just incredible for me. It's fucking and what, what was what was wild about it was so I, I think I explained this quickly during the, the intro, but like I tried playing this game back in the GameCube's heyday, like probably around 2002 when it came out. Um, I'd never played a Metroid game back then, and I only bought it because it was reviewing so well that I was like, oh, this this game must be spectacular. And I played a few hours, and I thought it was neat, and then I just kind of dropped it. For whatever reason, I didn't go back. Um, And then I didn't try playing it again until the last few weeks when I played it on my GameCube. And I think the thing that impresses me the most about Metroid Prime is the way it, it looks and feels like a 2d metroid game but in 3d like if i didn't know better you could almost convince me this is super super metroid like remake remake or something and i would believe it like it doesn't feel considering what a big pivot it is from the old metroid games every metroid game up to it it it's still they still captured that essence of a metroid game despite going completely different you know what i'm saying oh absolutely um i know this game and fusion came out literally around the same time so it was like Taking like yeah, like we were just saying, the Metroid formula and just expanding it to a 3D realm. And I also want to point out like the detail that they put in this oh. game, because like, because you Go can ahead. run down a you can run down a hallway and like you're like you're looking at it through Samus's uh, point of view, and so like you run down a hallway, there's like steam vents. You get your face, you know, a steam vent covered up, or like if you're outside in the rain, the rain drops right on you. It's like everything yeah. they everything they could have went with just. Yeah. Like, yeah. One one thing I noticed that really blew me away in the middle of my playthrough, I don't remember where I was, but I got hit by an enemy and I saw Samus's eyes mm-hmm. in the re- like the reflection in her visor. Yeah. And uh I- I'm sure it had been happening prior to that. I just didn't catch it, but I noticed <laughs> that. I was like, what a and I want to make sure I make this clear to everybody. I and we'll get into the remake, the remaster, whatever you want to call it, but like I have not played the new Switch version. I only played the GameCube version. So like when I'm praising the graphics of this, like the eyes and the visor and even the little, like you met like her gut, like her laser arm and the way it looks with different weapons on it and the way it looks when it's charging up and everything, like it looks so awesome. And th- this is fucking graphics from 21 years ago. <laughs> like it's, and listen, Blaine, like you and I are both Nintendo. Like Nintendo's not known for their graphics. <laughs> that's not their, that's not their wheelhouse. And that I'm was playing a, this, and I'm like, "This is insane! This looks so good." That was a retro stu- retro studios is what made that great. And I also yeah. were like, uh, "Well, you're talking about the arm cannons, like when you had the ice beam ready, and you're charging it, and her whole arm just freezes over until you let go of that button, yeah. or like 
or when you're shooting the power beam really, really fast, and like all of a sudden you stop and you just see smoke coming out of the end of the gun. It's just like I said, all those little details they didn't have to do, but I'm just really appreciative that they did. Me too. Like there is uh and like you know what? Like I've been I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and trying to figure out how I wanted to say it. Because I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting Metroid, because I, I like the Metroid games now. I didn't play them back then, but now that I'm Metroid Manias are one of my favorite genres, and I've become a huge I, I'm really a big Metroid fan now. I gotta play all the games now. I, I love these games. But like I'm I'm a little I'm a little shocked that they went so balls to the wall with with Metroid. You, and I'm not trying to dunk on it, but like this isn't Mario. This isn't Zelda. We still had F-Zero at this point. We still had Star Fox at this point. Kirby was still around at this point. Yoshi, Pokemon. Like, this is, it's Metroid. And I know now Metroid is like a household name and everybody knows it, but like, Samus, like you said, this infusion came out around the same time. Samus was fucking dead in the water for years. And then for them to come back like this, like this, this is how you uh, rejuvenate a franchise. You know, like this is, this yeah. is for all you game developers out there. This is how it's done. Do you fucking you come out and swing for the fences with a I, game I like this? I would say though, after the initial Prime trilogy, and then like up until when Dread released, I would feel like the Metroid series did kind of flounder a bit because then they went with again, as previously mentioned, other M, and then of course, yeah. uh, fucking Federation Force, which I don't even know what the hell that was. So like. Yeah, when they had to skip the N64 generations, like, yeah, let's, let's like I said, just go balls to the wall, like you were saying. But then, uh, once again, just they kind of f- dropped the ball, essentially, after yeah. that. And it was just like, and I like mean, come on. <laughs> and she's back now, right? Like, Metroid yeah. Dread was pretty universally loved by people. And uh, I have not, and I really do want to talk about the Metroid Prime Remaster. We'll get there in a second. But yeah. my everybody seems to have loved that. It was really well done. And I know people are excited about Metroid Prime 4 if it ever, at this point, I'm not convinced that game ever comes out. But we if probably it have does, another decade at minimum. Yeah, but if it ever <laughs> does, I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, it's really cool to see, to see Samus and to see Metroid back, like in such a big way. Because I think, one of the criticisms of Nintendo, I know I fucking throw it out all the time, is they have all these great IPs and it's always another Zelda and another Mario and another Pokemon. And I get that those are the the, the ones that move the needle. But Metroid is like, for years, was in that F-Zero class, that, that Star Fox class, the, the Punch-Out class, like the games that have been forgotten about. And it's so cool to see her back in such a big way with a couple of great games and Dread and, and Prime Remastered and people are stoked for Metroid Prime 4 and I got to imagine, like, maybe they, like, maybe they just weren't selling that well. Like, it I is a niche th- franchise, right? Like, yeah, I would say it's probably, like, as far as their niche franchises go, like, it's probably their biggest seller in that aspect. But, yeah, it's definitely not judging no Mario or Zelda. No, I wonder if just the the explosion of Metroidvanias, like, the indie world has done so much for Metroidvanias. Right. And I wonder if maybe that has played a role in Nintendo being more interested in these games now, you know, that like, they're, they're like, there's a market for Metroid games now. I mean, um, it's a possibility. Cause like what, uh, hollow Knights are probably, a a huge fucking oh, game. Hollow Knight's huge. Or like, um, trying to think of another the, one. The Ori yeah. games were, were big. Yeah. That, yeah, that um, one too. Um, uh, Axiom Verge was big. Like it's, but they're all indie games. And I think mm-hmm. that this is like the big, 
main line and they were like yeah we we fucking like like we corner we co- we coined that phrase right we there. literally <laughs> own half of that name like metroid like yeah mm-hmm. so maybe that's part of it i don't know um okay we'll get into the whole game and everything in a second i wanted to quickly ask you i have not played the remaster i assume you've played both the gamecube and the yes. remaster uh is the remaster worth it oh absolutely i will say though when it comes to like the mapping of the controllers like when you play with the GameCube controller on the original, I'm sure the to switch is the C stick, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're using like a regular switch controller, you just kind of have to hold the X button and then you um, hit the arrow arrow buttons oh. over in order for that. Same thing with like with the uh, visor switch, but you have yeah. to hold the X button to change the guns. That other than that, it's it's much better graphics and it's pretty much the same as that game. Other than that, those okay. two aspects. Okay. Cause like I'm like I'll tell you right now like it's it's I don't know if I'm gonna buy it right okay so here's kind of what I've been thinking I've been saving up my Nintendo gold coins forever on my eShop account and I have enough now that I could get Metroid Prime Remastered for like eleven dollars so I just have too much to play right now that I'm like I don't really need it yet but if I see it on a sale or if I buy another game and get a few more coins I'm gonna I'm going to buy this like I'm gonna own it I'm gonna own this oh abs- game. absolutely I hundred percent endorse that. Right, like playing it on the GameCube was dope, and I'm glad I did because I'm glad I experienced it where it came out. And any yeah. excuse I have to use that that GameCube controller, I'm all about it because I fucking love that controller. But there was just the odd thing, and I do want to. We should actually start talking about the game now instead of just how much we fucking love Metroid. Um, yeah. The the one, so you know I me, mean? I, I want to get the bad out of the way. And there's my there's not yeah. a lot of bad, but I do want to get a little bit of the bad out of the way. I did find the controls at times a little bit odd particularly platforming platforming in a in a 3d first person game is never easy Uh, there was a couple instances in this game where you need to climb very tall rooms and trying to stick some of those jumps drove me fucking mad i just maybe i just suck i don't know Oh, I will say that at the beginning of the game, they usually make it kind of simple because you don't even have that double jump yet. And so they're like, okay, as long as you can just hop over here, you'll be fine. Yeah. But then after you get that, the game's like, all right, now that you got that, hopefully you can make these couple jumps. And sometimes there is a timing issue where it's like, you may have to jump and then jump right away after that, or it might be a jump, pause, jump again, and then you can clear that space. So it just depends on like how you time it sometimes. But yeah, I understand what you mean. Because yeah. like there were times when I would jump and like maybe like the ceiling would be a little too low oh. and I'd hit my head and it just fall the fuck back down and that's a pain in the ass. That and like again, I don't know what it's like on the switch because maybe with the switch you have the dual analogs, it's easier to look around. On the on the GameCube, if you want to change the way Samus is looking as far as a vertical uh motion, you need to hold the right trigger. Then right. you can push up or down because you're only moving her with the, the one left analog. Because the yeah. C analog is just your weapons. So mm-hmm. You you can uh turn and move forward and backwards with the with the left analog, and then if you want to look up or down, you hold right trigger. And when you're trying to stick these double jumps, you straight up can't look down to see where you're landing, and still do like you've got to kind of just. I know where that platform is. I think two jumps will put me on it, and I, I that that frustrated, especially toward the end. We're, for the record, everybody, we are gonna have some minor spoilers in this episode. It's twenty plus year old game. Uh, right near the end when you're getting ready for the final fight and you have to climb that fucking tower with the lava underneath and the Metroids are flying around trying to get you. I must have fallen in there a dozen times and I couldn't look down to see where I was trying to fucking land. Uh, and it was frustrating. When you play it on the Switch, 
can you just look down with the other analog instead of having to hold right trigger to look down? Yeah, because I never had to hold around. Because uh -huh. now that you brought that up, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you don't have to hold anything down to look around. You can, yeah, it is dual analog. That, that alone makes it worth the price of admission. Because if I, that is my <laughs> biggest gripe with this game, was yeah. just sometimes the platforming was was just frustrating. Sometimes, most times, didn't matter. But again, though, there just seems like there's that fucking end part. We have to climb that tower with the lab underneath. There's the part we have to climb the kind of slanted whole wall uh, in the water. There's, yeah. there's a, there's, I feel like there's three or four instances in this game where you're, oh, that fucking part near the end where there's all the mushrooms and you're trying to jump from mushroom to mushroom. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. I, I fell in there so many fucking times <laughs> and because I couldn't look down at where I was trying to land. And on the note of the platforming, the, I, the grappling hook is, I found it tricky to use in this one too. Um, I oh just yeah. The, the, the grappling the grappling beam is kind of a nuisance because you, if you need to turn yourself, you have to like hang there for a while and then, you know, slowly mm. turn yourself as you're going and the until you get lined up properly. Yeah. And the platforms that you're grappling to, some of them move around all the time and they don't lock in place until you stick your grappling hook on them. And it was just like, it was cool because I could envision the 2d super Metroid grappling hook in 3d, but yeah. in execution, it was just, it was just tricky. And again, I think if I could look around easier, it probably would offset a bunch of those things. Oh, there was a, there was a room in that, like the phase on hallway or some shit where there's like, yeah, that, that floating creature flying around. And then oh. there's a, a mushroom you have to land on, but then you also have to fucking kill all the Metroids in that room. Yeah. And those Metroids are like those like fission Metroids where they split and then you have to use certain beams to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. That room, uh, that room pissed me off a little Fuck bit. It drove me crazy. So mm -hmm. the, the, so like, again, if we're doing the gripe and these are all my, I want to make sure I make this clear and you'll hear it my score at the end of the game. Like these are minor gripes. These are not, I'm not like, Oh, this game fucking sucks. Minor fucking gripes, but I found the platforming frustrating. Um, I, I, I want to know what you think about this. I have seen some criticisms of the consistent backtracking. I've seen some people comment about it on social media since I posted up playing this and stuff. I will say for the most part, it didn't bother me, but I play a lot of Metroidvanias. Backtracking is just part of the course for these games. You get a new ability, you got to go back and use that new ability somewhere else. The only time the backtracking, I found it a little bit frustrating in this game is near the end where you need to collect all the, the artifacts and you're getting the hints telling you where the artifacts are. And there's only minimal ways to get from one area to another. It's not a it's not a quick process. Like if you want to get to the Fandora Rifts or whatever, the winter area, like the only way to get there, I think, is through the Magmore place. And not every place has an elevator to go to Magmore. So it can be a lot of running around trying to find the right elevators to take you to the right areas. I found that not not frustrating, but just a little bit of a nuisance at the end. A little bit. Not a huge deal. What did you what do you think of the backtracking? Is it an issue for you? It not so much, but like as you were saying, like, yeah, if you wanted to go to the winter area, you, you have to go to certain places. So you always have to open the map up and you kind of just have to scroll along. You're like, okay, well, I need to go here. So I have to go through this area to get there and then take this elevator. And then hopefully I'm close to where I want to go, or else I'm trudging through a bunch of different rooms to get there. Yeah. Get, just getting around and like it. Again, though, I don't I don't think the backtracking is that big of a deal. I, I've played a lot of Metroidvanias. That's just how backtracking, that's just how these games work. You get abilities, mm -hmm. you go to new areas. Uh, you go back to areas and try out your new abilities. Uh, <laughs> my my last major criticism, is that fucking, I don't care. I, I'll, I'll die on this hill. I hate that fucking map. 
<laughs> I I don't know if it gets better on the Switch or if I'm just an idiot, but I found that map to be the most frustrating fucking thing. It's the use. exact it's the exact same mapping system. I don't know if it's easier to scroll through because of the dual analogs and stuff like that, because it just behaves the same way. You go room by room and yeah. you gotta you gotta turn it around, zoom out, all that shit. So no, it's the exact same type of map. I think probably when I first played it back in like, you know, when it first came out, I probably had a little bit of but it's, you know, like you've just not used to the type of mapping system. So it's probably one of the things where it's like, oh, I have to move this shit around. Yeah. Where is this room at? Where does it go? So I probably had some trouble with it as well. It's is, it's not the best. No, and that it's transparent. So like the layers, um, like in levels with multiple layers, they're stacked on top of each other mm -hmm. and trying to see, you know, ah, fuck, it made me crazy. But anyway, there's think, a. Go, there's a that? doorway sorry yeah the, there's a doorway that i couldn't even figure out how to get into because like there's a bunch of like roots in the way and i'm like how the fuck do i get in here? yes and i didn't know if there was like a way to get it from the other side and i'm like fuck it if there's nothing important in there i'm just gonna keep going yes okay sorry everybody uh quick hiccup there dude you okay it's so funny you mentioned that one door behind the tree i I guarantee you half an hour of my playtime was trying to access that i never did get into that door that was the one door I never. Do you ever? Can you get in there? I never did. If you can, I have no idea what the fuck is in there or me how neither. you get in that way. Fuck! It made me crazy. I was like, I, dude, I hit a point where finally I was like, that must be where the end game is. Like that must be how it opens up. Is I I do everything else and then I have to go in there for like the end game. But no, I finished the game never getting into that fucking door behind the tree. Made and and lo and behold, it was useless the whole time. Fuck fucking door. Fuck <laughs> knocked half an hour on my I guarantee you it had a half hour of my time. Ah. So yeah, the map, I just found it frustrating because like I said, especially in rooms where uh there were multiple layers, it was it was also it was all clear and see-through. And I'm like, just give me a 2D map. Like I get right. you're trying to be futuristic, but I hate this fucking map. Um I guess really the only other minor complaint I have is the I will I will lie to you. I I didn't um they weren't awful, but I didn't love the boss fights in this I don't love boss fights, period. So this is far from the first game where I didn't love the boss fights. But I, I found that most of the boss fights in this game involved a lot of hurry up and wait and just dodge and then wait for an opening to attack. And I just found them kind of like not like I say, not awful, but just kind of meh. I don't know. And and that and that final boss against Metroid Prime can eat my ass. <laughs> because I, dude, I beat it on my second attempt. And by the time I got through the final stage of that boss, I literally had four health left on my final tank. I was hail marrying, shooting it with the, the, the blaster and the boson shit, phazon, whatever the fuck it's called, hoping that I could kill it before I died. And I, I, otherwise I would have lost my fucking mind because that's a long fight to die right at the end. And unfortunately, it's a two-parter too, because it starts out you're fighting like a giant spider-looking alien thing, yeah. and luckily that has like a color coding where it's like, oh, shoot it with this beam in the face until you know you deplete its health, and now all of a sudden it's a giant jellyfish-looking thing, and the only way you can hurt it is if it makes pull pulls a phase on shit on the ground, and you have to stand in it and then shoot her with that stuff, yeah, and then she'll disappear, and depending on what you know visor you need to use, and she changes it up all the time and so you have to like figure out which one it is so yeah it's a, that part's a pain in the ass yeah dude and i i don't know about you but like i'll I, i'll admit it i hate when i have i fucking hate when i have to look up how to do shit in a game 
not it's not me getting mad at the game. I'm mad at myself. I'm the type of guy that goes to an escape room and I'm like, I don't even fuck if we never get out of the first room in this place. I'm not <laughs> asking for a hint. Like that is you're me. Like, I'm that guy. You're like, and, I live here now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh I hated that I had to look it up, but I I I won't lie to you. Like I don't know about you. I, I didn't I could not figure out how to hurt that final form of of prime till I looked it up and saw I had to stand in the pools of stuff. And then even when I did, um, again, this goes back to not being able to look at your feet, at least on the GameCube version. There's too much going on. And like, I'm locked onto the enemy. I can't then take my lock off, lock on off and look down to make sure I'm standing directly in the puddle. And there were so many instances where I, I would get in the puddle, but then not realize I was in the puddle until like a half second too late and be just out of the puddle. And then I'm walking around trying to find it the whole time. This prime is just taking a big bite out of my ass. I think they um, disappear after so long too. And yeah. my only yeah. issue again was the part with that part is just depending on which visor you had to use because there's four yeah. and you had to use three different ones just for that fight. Yeah. You're constantly rotating them in and out. Yeah. Just um, to make sure you could see the see her at all times. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like it's just again. And like, we're going to get to the good. Cause I, I love this game. I don't want people to think that like, Oh, he fucking, I love this game, but just, I, I had to get those out of the way. I think the the map, frankly sucks i thought the boss fights were okay and i found the platforming a little bit frustrating the backtracking i can live with that's part of metroidvanias um i, I think the boss fight that i kind of was having an issue with was the one right before it with what the omega uh mega elite pirate oh geez. where it's that giant ass thing and you have to like shoot it in like the, the two parts in the arms and the two parts in the legs and then yeah. it disappears and then little like space pirates come at you and you have to get rid of them and then it's replenishing its health and you got to like find it with a x-ray visor and then shoot it directly on while it's exposed before it you know regenerates and everything yeah that dude. part that, that part i almost died on yeah i i died there so i got to that boss fight the omega pirate um and i died fuck three or four times but i only had maybe 70 missiles and four or five energy tanks and then I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm just not good enough to beat this guy. I'm going to go back and do a clean. I did a clean sweep of the entire game. Hmm. I did every area. Like, FBI searching for a fucking drugs in someone's house search. I think and, I had like over 100 missiles for that, and I still almost died. Yeah, I came back and I had seven or eight energy tanks and 135 missiles. And it still killed me one more fucking time. Mm -hmm. And then I and then I got it. Because once I, once I realized... If you do the charge shot with the plasma beam and then shoot the missile at it, one shot can destroy a piece of his armor. Mm. Uh, then I was okay. Cause I'm like, okay, four shots. And now I can tee off on him when he's in his like recharge phase. But and the only other, the only other issue with that boss is it'll hold its hand out. And anytime you try to shoot it with a beam, it just deflects right off. Yeah. It, so you can only shoot it with missiles on that part. Yeah. So once I, yeah, it was, I just had to go stock up, but, um, have you got anything else bad to say before we get to the good? Because I have lots of good stuff I want to say. Uh, the Chozo ghosts can kind of go fuck themselves a little oh, bit. Fuck. I didn't mind them unless it was a room where I had no choice but to fight them before I could move on. And well, then I got pissed what, off. What's annoying with them is like I, I don't know what all works on them, but the only thing I could find that works on them is just the power beam. Me and too. so I'll just wait till they appear and just shoot the shit out of them. Yeah. But yeah, there's like the, in the Chozo ruins, those like one room, three appear. And if you just go down a hallway, the next room, then two more appear. Then you go down to another hallway and then next room, two more appear. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but this needs to knock it the fuck off. Yeah. You know, 
And I want to keep like bringing up complaints because I love this. I I really <laughs> like this game despite yeah. all this. But like on that note, I will say minor thing, but like a little bit more enemy variety would have been nice. It's a no. lot of the same few enemies. Well, yeah. If you uh, come back to a room, usually the enemies that you just killed come yeah. back, and you have to kill them again. But and the thing about it was like with all the backtracking, it just got to the point where I was like. Yeah, I know when I go in this room, there's a purple guy across the hall and a purple guy around this corner. Take them out, then go around the corner. Then there's three yellow guys down here. Take them out. And then through that door, there's two Metroids. You know what I mean? And it was like a little bit of variety might have made it a little bit fresher, I guess. I Minor thing. I don't even know if it's a complaint per se as much as it's just a, a critical or a, um, um, a constructive criticism. I would have liked a little bit more variety to some of the enemies. No, I agree. Because like from the beginning of the game, as soon as uh because when you start the game i figured i mentioned this you don't start on the planet that you uh mm-hmm. um explore you actually start in like a space station that you destroy because that's what samus just loves to do so you just you know you you go around there and it's a pretty good tutorial level to get you used to everything and then after you go there once you land at the beginning you're like all right i'm gonna go ahead samus will go ahead and destroy all the flora and fauna she sees but by the time you get to the end you're like all right I just want to kind of yeah. get to the point. Yeah. And it, especially because some of those enemies take a little while to fight. Mm-hmm. Like they, you can't kill them in two shots. Unless and you some of them you have missiles. to have the right stuff. Like yeah. you can't just kill everything with just the wave beam. Sometimes you have to switch to the ice beam yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So my minor thing. Um, yeah. Okay. So now I promise I want to get to the, the happy stuff. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Uh, I want to say right off the top, you're right. That intro level 
does a great job because you finish that intro level and then shit goes wrong and then you end up on the planet where the, the game takes place. And, and I've praised this in other Metroid reviews. I love it when they give me a reason to, when they when there's a reason for Samus to not just have all of her abilities. Like instead of just coming into this game, guns a-blazing, you need to go looking for your abilities. And I love that they set the temple like that. And right out of the gate, when you're in that first, not in that little tutorial part, but when you're in the first like, the open like the main part of the game and you you get out of the you get out of her ship and i love seeing her ship like the classic super nintendo ship but like in this big fancy new version and it just looks like this giant open like rainforest world with four or five doors laying around um i I think that is just such a spectacular intro to a game oh yeah i love the talent overworld yeah it's beautiful to look at and it gives you this feeling, you know, eventually you realize like, Oh, I can't even get to all these doors yet, but it gives you this feeling of like, all right, let's go exploring and see where the fuck we can go. You know? Um, I, I loved, I loved that whole, that whole intro part. And, uh, and we've already talked about it, but like, I just can't stress enough how satisfying shooting her laser arm is, especially with that big a button on the GameCube controller. Yeah. It never gets old. Fucking never gets old. And then, I, I, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I will say as far as like the reason why she loses her abilities in this one, I find just a little bit silly because if you remember from fusions, like oh she had X parasites, so they had to like tear off all her armor and give her some new stuff, so she had to lose everything. Yeah, and it's like, well, what did she, what um, or what does she have to overcome to get this? Is it some huge explosion that she had to survive and almost? you know died from it's like no just more of like a minor explosion and she just kind of bumped her head and yeah. then everything just kind of shorted out <laughs> yeah no question but i'll, I'll tell you it's better than nothing yeah it's not better than nothing I'll, but, I but agree. it's just kind of silly I agree. it is kind of silly i agree um so then you set out you're just like exploring this fucking huge world and and i think one of and there's a lot of great things about this game i think one of the brilliant things about metroid prime is the sheer amount of of dude this game has like fucking elder scrolls skyrim levels of lore to it if you want to go around and scan everything and i didn't after a few scannings i was like all right i've had enough of this like you said i just i just want to play the game but if you're like a hardcore fan or you want to get the 100 and you want to scan everything you can turn on that fucking scanning visor and just go to town and lose yourself in this world and i think it's a real testament to all the developers that they put so much in, like it's the attention to detail, like you said. They didn't have to do any of that. Like, I think people would love this game, even if you couldn't scan fucking every single goddamn thing in the world and read a little blurb about it. But that they took the time to put it in there anyways, is that's just, those are the little things that make a, a good game great. You know what I mean? I, I, absolutely. I am I know, Um, like you mentioned about the scan visor, it's like, it's also nice that if you're scanning an enemy and they're like, Oh, this thing is weak. And then they'll usually have some like keyword, like it's weak to like as covered in Bendesium. They're like, oh well, that means you should use a power bomb. I'm not I'm not saying they are like that, but I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. Or if like a concussive blast will, you know, incapacitate this enemy, then you're just like, okay, just shoot it with missiles then. Yeah. So they they give you hints and they give you kind of an idea of what you're supposed to do. And or else it's just a lore thing where it's like, oh, so and so tried to do this and you they failed at it. So they you know, and then it just continues on from there. Yeah, like like I play a lot of Metroidvanias, and there's nothing. It's funny. It's a two edged sword because there's nothing more frustrating in a Metroidvania than when you're stuck and you can't figure out where to go. 
but there's nothing more satisfying in a Metroidvania than when you do figure it out. When you finally find that one place where you're like, fuck, that door there that I missed, you know, or something like that. And there were numerous, like, I finally, it took me a long time to train my brain, but I finally got to the point where I was like, if I'm stuck in this game, throw on that scanning visor. And almost every time it figured out like, oh, there's a, it looks like there's a power switch behind this grate or, oh, there's some power switches you need to hit to turn on this door. But it wasn't like lame doom, find the blue key card, go to the blue door <laughs> power switches. It was like you were exploring this like old civilization to like, uh, I loved it. That I thought the, the, the scanning visor was fucking brilliant. And then like yeah. you said, when you're fighting a boss, the first thing I did at every boss was scan them because it usually gave you some kind of a, a hint at least. Yeah, the game subtitle should have just been Metroid Prime. When in doubt, scan it out. When, when in doubt, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that scanner saves your fucking ass. And mm -hmm. then I love that you also get the. I really like the the thermal visor, and the way that like enemies and shit glow, like the the like the the um the 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 heat detecting mm -hmm. kind of vision. But everything else goes all dark and purple, and it's really easy to find some enemies with it. Uh, I really enjoyed using that. I didn't love the x-ray visor as much. I only so, used that when I had to. So going, I know we're mostly talking about the GameCube version, but going back to the thermal visor, at least for the remaster version, I don't necessarily know if it was because seeing it in 4K, but I thought it was too bright. But then I was, as I was watching your stream, I'm like, oh, it's actually supposed to be darker, but I don't necessarily know if it's the visuals on the TV I was oh. using that made it fucked up. So I kind of was starting to get a little bit of a headache from it, but... I will say it's probably better on the GameCube version as far as that goes. Yeah, the only time I found it to be almost too bright was near the end of the game when you're doing the jumps over the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. I was using it in there a lot because it, I just found it easier to find the mushrooms I had to land on. But it it is these giant glowing fucking orbs of mushroom that I agree they were a little bright but like the x-ray vision i thought it was really cool but like and one thing i loved about x-ray vision again little attention to detail if samus held her hand up in front of her you saw like her skeleton mm -hmm. like the skeleton of her hand i fucking love that but outside of what i needed it to find something or to find an enemy uh i never used it because i found that way too bright everything just glowed white and it was just i and i know the game's not intending for you to run around with the x-ray visor on but I, I thought it was a cool concept, but I never really used it unless I had to. Yeah, and I wouldn't use the thermal visor and the magmore cabinets because you ain't going to see shit except for Nothing. bright orange. Yeah, everything everything just fucking glows. But again, though, I just think it's very cool that like, so again, I, I can only speak to the GameCube version, but we're playing the GameCube version, version that little D-pad on the GameCube controller, that's your four visors. And it's straight view, scanning view, thermal view, x-ray view. And it's super easy to swap between and it it's none of them feel like gimmicks. There's legitimate times where you need all of them. And uh and I really enjoyed that. And then I love that on the other side of your uh your HUD hub, you've got the the four different guns. Your ice gun, your plasma gun, the wave gun, and just your basic energy, like your power beam. And uh you and the GameCube, you switched those with the C stick. And again, it felt it was it felt fucking it felt so seamless to switch your weapons, especially when you, like you said, near the end of the game, particularly you get into areas where you're fighting enemies that are color coded and you need to have their weapon loaded up to fight them. It was, I, I never found it frustrating to have to switch my weapon. Like it was so ah, smooth. Absolutely. I also like how each beam basically has their own version of a super missile. So like when you find the super missile for the power beam, that's what you use that for. Yeah. Or when the wave beam has like that, like 
beam that just shoots out and just latches onto an enemy or like i guess the ice beam has something called like an ice spreader so you just yeah i only use that for the first fight against metroid prime when she was weak to ice it would just freeze right to her face and then explode and then it was just instantly hurt her i never i found that. the flame i found the flamethrower one a little useless yeah, I never honestly like because I agree with you. I love that all four guns had like a, and I like that you had to find like you could easily miss them, mm-hmm. the 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 power ups. Um, well, yeah, the the ice beam one is literally underneath a bombable bridge yes. that you just have to fucking look under. So yeah, I was right near the end of the game and I hadn't found the ice beam power up, and I was like, I guess I'm just gonna accept I can't find it. And then I just happened to be running through a glass chamber, and I was like, I've played my like in Super Metroid. There's a part where you have to drop a super bomb in a glass chamber and it shatters the glass and you can move on. And I was like, I wonder if they put that in this game. And I just got completely lucky and did it and found that ice beam and then just never really used it. Um, yeah. Cause what's, it's funny. Cause that's that, uh, that hallway literally has a scannable thing that says, this is made of Bendesium. So it's like, well, fuck it. But yeah, I love that. But yeah. I, for those powerful weapons, I use the super missiles with the main power beam a lot where you charge it up and hit the, the missile button. And then I did like my favorite weapon in the game is the wave beam. Like I use that yeah. most of the time, the purple one. And when you charge that up and then hit the Y button, yeah, it was almost like a like a Ghostbusters proton beam type thing. <laughs> and it would like home in. And I found that really useful for those fucking ghost guys. There's one ghost guy that you need to fight. Uh it's at the end of that part where you go through the mines, which to me is the hardest part of the game where you need to survive. I died in there so many fucking times trying to get through the loop because there's no save point. You just go forever. But when I finally killed that last guy in there, that was what I used was the charged up wave beam and it killed him in like two seconds. That thing ate missiles like they were candy, but it was powerful as fuck. I yeah, love the, that the, weapon. The, the phase on mimes are definitely really hard because that's basically where all the space pirates are. Like mm. when you go through every other place, it's just more or less whatever natural like animals live there and they just yeah. try to like... They're like, oh, oh shit, here comes Samus, and you're just mowing them all down. Yeah, and then that there's just like there's just no save points in there. Like you go forever until you get to a save point. It fucking I died three or four times in there, and I was getting so fucking mad because then there's that one puzzle where it's that giant tower you need to spin around to line up the the magnet strip so you can go up in your ball form. No, I remember that one. And uh, fuck, I died in there so many times. And then I, once I finally got through it, I saved once and I was like, hey, I've never been so like, it was, frankly, it was a little bit nice because it was almost like a throwback to, we're also, we've all been made soft by games today where you get a checkpoint every eight seconds. If you die, (laughs) you're like, oh, you go back around that corner, you just came around. Whereas like in this one, dude, there were two or three instances, especially in those fucking mines where I lost a good 20 minutes of work because I just could not get out of there without dying. Um, fuck. And then me. it's worse. And then it's worse when all the Metroids get let loose and everything. Yes. Ah, those little fuckers. Those fuck it. And then I died in that fucking poison pipe because uh. I couldn't find the door out. And then it turned out the door was just on the ground level at the fucking end. But I th- I read the map backwards because that fucking map sucks. And so I thought I was trying to get up to the hatch that I was came out of. And I kept trying to roll up that fuck fuck that poison. Did, did you did you find the thing to turn the poison off? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. I also I wanted to know what was your favorite area of the game? Uh probably the either the 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 Talon Overworld, is that what it's called? Yeah. The, either like the rainforesty looking overworld, or I really liked the Magmore Caverns, the fiery part. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I like and I liked the music in there a lot. The music the music oh, in I, all this game is awesome, but oh I absolutely love the music. I already I kind of already know I 
what ones I would like to hear if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. I'll edit those in. But yeah. I, I loved the, I love the music down there. What about what's your favorite? I, there's not an area I didn't like, except maybe those fucking mines because I died in there so many fucking times. Yeah, the, the, the mines are probably my least favorite, but I still like them. I would say favorite is still obviously the Overworld, and I'd say Frandrana Drifts because at least even though it's all ice. At least Samus doesn't slide around all the time. Like yeah. her, she she keeps her feet pretty steady on that stuff. So yeah, I'm just I'm just thankful there's no ice physics and that shit, or else I probably would hate it. And and what I thought was really cool about the ice world too is there's two or three points where uh you go into your ball form, you're and and uh you're like ripping through like little crevices in the ice, mm -hmm. like and that's how you're getting around. Um, I actually think just seeing her in her ball form in this game is one of the coolest things. Like when the camera goes right behind you and you're mm -hmm. ripping through like a tight tunnel or something, uh, I just like minor things. It's not like there's a lot of gameplay in there or anything, but I just, I, that's one of those moments where every time I went in there, I was like, that looks so cool. Like every yeah. fucking time. I think that's what also, you know, got the idea for the Metroid pinball game for the DS, but like, it's always fun. Yeah. Ripping around as the morph ball and everyone's always like, well, how can she roll around like that? Isn't she like all scrunched up and anything? It's like, well, she's probably just in a fetal position. Yeah. But if you think as soon as you, if you, especially if you had the speed booster, like if you'd, she would stand up, she'd be sick or dizzy or some shit, but she's not, she just keeps no. going. Well, she's fucking, she's Samus. She's goddamn exactly. professional. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like all the areas. Um, minus that, fucking map uh <laughs> I, speaking of her abilities like one of the like the, i think my primary draw to metroidvania games is mm -hmm. I, I just i love picking up new every time i get a new ability it's like it's it's it, like forget a new weapon like a new weapon is neat and then and i guess it's kind of neat in this game because you get a new weapon and you're like i can go back and open all those purple doors i can mm -hmm. go open all those white doors i can open the red doors like that's i like that but like when you get a hold of double jump or you get a hold of the super bombs or you get a hold of the grappling hook or like that kind of stuff i the, i think that's my main appeal to these games every time i get a new ability my first thought is like i can't wait to go back to this thing that's been driving me crazy. And now I can finally get in there. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, and I think this game does a great job of that. Again, I guess another minor criticism goes back to that map. I wish you could put markers down on that fucking map. Oh, like something. Cause like there were so many times near the end of the game when Omega pirate was killing me and I was like, okay, I got to go back, do a sweep, find some more missile upgrades and find a few health kits. I know that I'd seen two or three energy bar, any energy tanks, uh, that I could get to now, but I couldn't remember where the fuck they were. And I wish I could have just put a little, like a sticker on a map or something. No, but, I agree. You know, you're looking at the map and you're, you're just like, what the fuck is am I supposed to do here? And then you finally go back there and like, Oh, that's right. This yeah. Thing. Cause, cause every room kind of looks the same in some ways. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was a minor thing, but no, I, I liked the, I liked the abilities enough. I thought they were, none of them found like, none of them felt unnecessary minus like you and I just said, a couple of the powered up weapons. Felt, a, I guess, a little bit unnecessary, but they weren't that bad. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. How badass does that phase on suit look on Samus when you finally oh. get that? Like, Dude, that black looked, and red. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Uh, so I've always said the way Samus looks, no spoilers, but the way Samus looks at the end of Metroid Dread, and anyone that's played it, you know what I'm talking about. She looks fucking awesome. 
But when you get that final suit after you kill Omega Pirate, I was like, she looks like Venom Samus now. <laughs> she looks so fucking dope. And then when you go back into Morph Ball and she's just like a rock solid black ball of badassness, like Samus mm. is just like for a character with no fucking character, like that doesn't talk, that doesn't, you know, she's so badass. Like I just love the way she looks. And and I think that's honestly one of my favorite things about this game is this would have been the first time we really got to see her like a big fucking awesome 3D. And like every time you just stand on like a save point or you go into like a missile upgrade or or anytime you get to see Samus, like a cutscene, and you get to see her not through the first person view through her visor, but like an out of body, just watching her walk around, those giant shoulder pads and everything. She's such an awesome looking fucking character, man. And they start from the bottom, they go up and they just like, look at all this. And they just yeah. bring you up right up, right up to her. Then you go right in the first person and you're just off to the races. Loved it. Yeah. I thought it was fucking, I, I, she's so fucking cool. I loved it. And you're right. Her suit looks fucking awesome at the end. Um, One thing I found as I was going through it playing was, and again, everybody spoilers, I guess we will, I won't like spoil where they all are or anything, but it, it turns out like your main objective of the game is to collect all these artifacts that are laying around this place. And I didn't read the manual. Maybe it says it in the manual and I just didn't read it. So might be on me, but early on in the game, I found the, the base where all the artifacts belong. And, uh, and then I found an artifact by mistake. And I was like, Oh cool. I got an artifact. I don't know what that does, but I found an artifact. Seems like a big deal. Uh, I wasn't sure if the object of the game was to just go find a final enemy and kill them. Like when I got to Omega Pirate, I was a little bit like, is this the final boss of the game or do I have to go get these artifacts? And then I realized like you have to collect the artifacts to eventually beat the game. And uh, I, I got to tell you, dude, like I, I, again, I think if you don't like backtracking, you might criticize this game because you have to backtrack to go get all the artifacts. But I, I really enjoyed that, the final end, that part of the end game. I found parts of the end game frustrating because they were just really difficult, but I loved the part of like, I have every ability in the game. And now I just need to look up this hint and it says, oh, in the Megmore Caverns, there's a tower by a river and it highlights a couple of words. And you read that and you're like, okay, somewhere in Megmore, there's an area called the river, whatever the fuck. And then I go there and then you have to solve this puzzle of what do you have to do to find this artifact? I I, I thought that was maybe the most clever part of the game. I loved that whole part, collecting the artifacts. That was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't too bad when I was playing it because I recall... Before, I thought it was just like, oh, you do this at the end game. You got to go all over the place and then be collect everything. There's 12. Yeah. And then, but as I was playing it just this past time, like I was getting them as I was playing. And the, I think the only how many I had to go back for was like four before oh, I was yeah. like all said and done with it. And there was one where it's like, go to this research lab in the phase on mines. And I'm looking and I'm like, well, there's two research labs in the phase on mines but they want you to fight another one of those damn like omega elite pirates <laughs> but that one wasn't actually as bad as the actual no like, not even omega close. pirate no but speaking of the suit and speaking of like metro the fight with metroid prime you, so you remember like right before after you defeat defeat it and it takes the suit from you and you have to get out you're just back in your like a uh, gravity suit yeah you didn't Wait. happen to see Wait, wait, what part? You remember after, like, right after you defeat uh, Metroid Prime and she, like, takes that suit from you? Oh, like, at the very end of the game. Yeah, like, she, yeah, like, yeah. before she dies, she, like, takes it from you and you're back in the gravity suit and then you right. escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, apparently, like, I, I don't, 
I don't remember how much your percentage of the items you found. Like I found like a 72%. Well, yeah, apparently it was, if you, yeah, it was something like 71 or something. Like, apparently if you do like 75, you'll get like more of a close up on Samus after you defeat her and after you leave. But <laughs> apparently if you find 100%, you get an additional scene where you see like the little puddle on the ground and then out comes an arm with an eyeball on the hand. Oh, really? Indicate, yeah. Oh, shit. So I wonder though, like to get 100%, I wonder if you need to like, I, cause like, yeah, I just checked it. I, I finished with 71% and I feel like I got a lot of stuff. It must include scanning everything. Like well, to get a hundred percent, it must include scanning everything. Well, I know when I, I looked at my scanning, my scanning was above 90, but my item collection was at 72. So it might, it might not, but I don't know. Maybe there was probably like a bunch more missile expansions. We both missed. Uh, or like, maybe that's cause I was only missing. I'm assuming you can get enough energy tanks to fill in the entire space above your life bar. Yeah, I and think I, I was missing one of those, but I yeah, know I was, I was missing still missing two. a bunch of, yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I was missing a bunch of, I don't know, it doesn't matter. It was like, I just got to the point where I was like, I have all the artifacts, I'm 15 hours into this game. And that 15 hours was like my play time. I guarantee I was over 20 because I died in the fucking mines so many goddamn times. Uh, I was like, I'm. I've this has been fun, but I'm ready to save the world and get out of here now. And um, I'm also pretty sure people are wanting us to mention Meta Ridley because obviously it's not regular Ridley, it's Meta yeah. Ridley. I gotta say, yeah, um, yeah, as we kind of that, like I love Ridley. I think Ridley's such a cool looking character. I gotta, I'm just gonna put my cards on the table. I thought that boss fight sucked. I thought it was stupid. It was a lot of waiting around because he'll fly up out and you're just like, okay, cool. Are you gonna get closer? Yeah. And he'll just dive bomb you and shit like that. Fuck. And then he'll. Like, I don't know why. I just I couldn't avoid his lunge attack all that often. Like I I would even sidestep because you could sidestep in yeah. this game. Yeah. And he would still hit me every time, just about every time. I, I'd go in like fits where I'd be able to dodge them like crazy. Like, especially like once three quarters of his health is down and then he comes down to fight you. Yeah. Like yeah. three quarters of the time I'd dodge him no problem. And then all of a sudden he'd get me once. He'd probably get me a dozen times before I started dodging him again. But I mm. just found it, yeah, like. There's a lot of just hurry up and wait. And I was like, when I saw him show up, I was so excited. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go Ridley. And then I was like, well, that was kind of lame. Like I just, I, I was a little disappointed. I love the, I love where the fight takes place and really yeah. looks cool and everything. But I thought the fight was a little bit meh. And then that Metroid prime fight fucking almost killed me. Cause I, it was just so <laughs> long and it was fucking difficult. But uh, I did, I was happy with the ending for the most part though. Like the, the only, again, like, I guess my gripe at the end is is uh I once I had all the artifacts, then you fight Ridley, who killed me once, I think, and then I got by Ridley. Then mm -hmm. you go down to like that other area where you're gonna get ready to fight Metroid Prime, and you have to climb that fucking tower with those little Metroids following you around all the fucking time. And uh getting through there, I just kept fucking falling and missing my jumps. Then I get through there, then there's this fucking eight-stage fight from hell against metroid prime and both times when i killed the first form of it when it was like the big spider thing i was on my last health and then i go down underground and then it would quickly do like this attack and it would open up like four or five health re replenishment items and i grab all those but then again by the time i beat it i was down to next to nothing and i just thought like it's not I, again i don't think it's a bad fight but i just i just as someone that doesn't like boss fights to begin with i just didn't enjoy the boss fights nearly as much as i enjoy them like in Metroid Dread, or as much as I enjoyed exploring in this one, I, I I found the boss fights to be my least favorite part of this game. 
I guess. The only thing I will say the saving grace about the boss fights is at least they have like a health bar to let you know exactly how much mm-hmm. is left. And obviously if something's not working on them, you don't they'll flash red like they normally would. Yeah. So like if 100%. if you ain't hitting them, it'll just deflect right off. So and- I'm I'm at least glad that they I, at least let you know that it's totally yeah and i and yeah. i don't think that the fights are bad like it's i just don't like boss fights like the, no i gotcha i don't like them period but like they weren't game breaking or anything i do think some of the designs are fucking cool like i think omega pirate looks cool i think ridley meta ridley looks cool uh i thought i thought metroid prime i thought in the giant spider suit looked kind of like okay but when you just fight it floating around in the underground, I thought it looked fucking awesome. Especially when you could turn off your two funky visors mm-hmm. and just look at it like straight up. Uh, I thought it looked fucking awesome. Um, it's just it's a really, it's a fucking great video game. I understand mm-hmm. why it gets all the praise that it fucking gets. It's just a it's just a really well done video. I, I just I enjoy Metroidvania so much. And I don't think I've ever played one that was like a first person 3D game like this before. And I wasn't, I didn't think I'd hate it, but I was skeptical I would like it as much as I did because I prefer my games in 2D. But it was just spectacular. Just a fucking awesome video game. And even uh, if they would have stopped there at the first Metroid Prime as far as 3D goes, it would have just been a perfect way to do it too. Sure. Have you, I was going to ask, like, I know some people don't seem to like Metroid Prime 3 corruption as much. Do you like two Echoes? I like two, but not as much as one. Like, okay. I feel like as as much as when we were talking about all like the different environments from the first one where it's like, oh, you have a f- rainforest and you have a, a volcanic underground and a, yeah. and a, and a Arctic area. This one, the ne- that one is kind of like, all right, well, you have a light world and a dark world and it's a lot of purples and browns. So it kind of oh. just drabs a little bit. It's okay. still a good game nonetheless, but it's just a slight step backwards. Sure. And as All far right. as three goes, like I played some of it, didn't finish it. I want to, but I'll get there someday. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, honestly, it's to me, it's I just, I don't fucking motion controls. Like I, I might play it at some point, but again, I mean, they work for that game. I will sure. say it's not like it's they're bad, but I understand. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I'm looking at like the Metroid, like timeline here right now. And I, I want to play yeah. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes at some point. Uh, I want to play uh, Samus Returns, the remake of the Game Boy one. And uh, honestly, those are probably the two that are standing out to me now. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes and Metroid Other. I like this. Fran- I've really become a fan. I'm a big fan of this franchise now. Like there, I haven't had a bad experience yet. The NES one is probably my least favorite. And it's just because it's so rudimentary. It's hard as fuck. But it's still not terrible. Uh, it's just, man, this franchise has gotten good. And I'll tell you, man, Metroid Prime 4, if it ever does release, has skyrocketed of my list of games I'm excited to play. Absolutely. Skyrocketed. Um, I just, I'm not sold we'll ever get it at this fucking point. So, um, man, that was, I think we're, I'm, are we good? I think we, I think we touched on almost everything. Yeah. Is there anything we so. forgot? Uh, not that I can think of. I think we're good. All right. Then, uh, you're the guest, Hoagie Man. How do you want to score this thing? Well, as I was saying to you before the stream, I have an idea, but it also kind of coincides with a story that I told a friend of mine I would tell him because it, it involves him. Sure. But back when um, the game first came out, I would say um, to, like early to- 2000s too and stuff like that. I had a friend of mine who was living with me and they were we were playing this game. And there's that part where you have to like climb up the giant tree and 
I he would miss the jump and he and I would be like, dude, you gotta jump at that spot. And he's like, keep missing it. Probably about four or five times after like fucking around and sent and being like, can't make the jump. I'm like, dude, if you would just jump. And before I could finish my sentence, the GameCube controller flew across the room, hit me in the head. Probably right about the <laughs> probably about the spot right between my ear and my uh my uh my temple. And he yells at me, he's like, he's like, he's like, well then you fucking show me where it's at. And then I'm like, I'm like, I can get really pissed off and I can just walk away from this now, or I can just show him up at this point. So I yep. show him how to do it. And then afterwards I yelled at him back. I'm like, there, that's how you fucking do it. And then I threw it back at him. And I would say, uh, after that, I walked up to the GameCube and I yanked the cord right out of the wall. So not only did he have to redo that part himself, <laughs> he had to redo all the progress he missed. Uh, and there's and some, I, there's some spaces in this game where you go a long time without a save. And I'd say that controller probably threw. And I, I'm I'm just going to exaggerate. Threw up my head about eighty five thousand miles an hour. So out of eighty five thousand <laughs> is what we're is what we're going to oh, go we'll go with the right. So I personally love this game enough that I would say. If I were to score it out of 85,000, it'd be an 84,999. Not a whole lot I can complain about, but yeah, just some great. minor gripes. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it 83.5. Cause I it's just that fucking map. I'm taking a point off that fucking map. Not but like it's it's yeah, it's it's I do think I like Metroid Dread a little more, but it's almost it's almost one A, one B. Like this is now my second favorite Metroid game for sure. Nice. And it's very close. This is Mario Odyssey to my Super Mario World. Like it's very nice. close. Right. Um, just that fucking map. And I can't mm. wait to play the remake. I cannot fucking wait to play the remake on the Switch now. Um it's, it's absolutely great. Yeah, I gotta pick it up. Uh Hoagie Man, if people want to find you on the old interwebs, where can they find it? So I started my own Twitch now. So if you look up uh Savagery 482 underscore the Hoagie Man, all of it uh lowercase. Um, I don't have a schedule, so I just get on when I feel like it. But if you ever want to come by and just, you know, want to watch me play games and shoot the shit. Uh, you guys can find the link to Hoagie Man's Twitch in the description of this podcast. If you want to swing by and uh, say hi, tell him I sent you. It won't get you anything, but it would make me feel cool. Uh, Hoagie Man, dude, listen, thank you so much for forcing me to play Metroid Prime because it was awesome. And uh, thank you for your patience. And your generosity for supporting my 24-hour stream and everything. Uh, good man. And uh, I, I really appreciate you, dude. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. I Like I said, I it was an honor for me to do it. I Like I said, it was a very good cause. And I'm always you know, happy to do it. And I appreciate the time that you allowed me to come on and talk about one of my favorite games ever. Fuck yeah, bro. It's a great fucking game. I, I fucking loved it. So uh, thank you for doing this, man. And one last thing, if... We have Good A coming in with his three-word review. So, what did you think of the game, Good A? I dug it. Thanks, Good A. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Blaine the Hoagie Man. Dude, thank you so much for your support, your generosity, your patience, and your great pick for making me finally play Metroid Prime. I'm so glad I did. That game fucking slaps. Uh, good A, good job as well. And uh, to every single one of you nerds listening to this right now, whether this was your first 
remember the game, maybe you're 257th. Uh, thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. If you want more of these, go through our archives. There are so many fucking episodes sitting around there. And uh, don't forget to maybe check out our Patreon. It's dirt cheap. Starts at a couple of bucks a month. Uh, there are literally hundreds of bonus podcasts waiting for you over there. Ad-free with new episodes going live every week. Up to four a week, depending on the week and your tier. But lots of fucking goodies over there. Plus the Discord access, the ability to write into the show, the shout-out, all that kind of stuff. Uh think that's it i don't think uh, i don't think i have anything else to plug you can find blame the hoagie man's twitch handle in the description of this podcast if you want swing by his streams tell him i sent you that'd be kind of neat and uh oh if anyone's wondering what the good a thing was there I, I think it's a running joke between them and our discord but i'm also kind of wondering if hoagie man just sold off three seconds of his podcast to good a which is funny that now we're trading and selling time on on this podcast on the market. I, I think that's pretty dope. But I, I enjoyed that. So well done, you guys. Uh, listen, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If I sound flustered, I'm, I'm, I'm away this weekend. And this is literally my fifth podcast in 24 hours because I'm trying to get a whole bunch done. And we still have to record next week's episode, which we're doing in a couple hours. That's going to be a review of the Doom movie from 2005 with The Rock. And... Uh, it, uh, it's one of the worst movie. It might be the worst movie I've ever seen. So it should make for a good fucking podcast. Uh, and Mark McHugh and I are recording Purple Monkey Dishwasher in about six hours. And that'll be going live next week, too. That's our Simpsons podcast for all of our patrons, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I have a P.O. Box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. I have a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash rememberthegame. But I won't be on there much this week. But you should still follow me and come by what I am anyways. And uh, if you like the show, leave us a nice review. I would appreciate that. Good enough. I am going to say some thank yous to some patrons as I'm contractually obligated to do and then get the fuck out of here. Take it easy everybody and i'll talk to you on the next one cheers so long goodbye remember the game is brought to you by our patreons i could not puke up all the content i turn out every week without all of your support the following people are the senior executive vice president level or higher higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and as such i'm contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible so in alphabetical order a huge thank you to a dude named Adam, A.B. Kellen, Aaron Lawson, Adam Blank still isn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Adam Blank's evil twin, Adam Martinet, Ah My Foot, A.J. Mukherjee, sorry, A.J., Alex R., Alex Ramos, Alexander Camps, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, Angry Ticks, Antonio Echeverria, A-Town, Atrio Wormwood, Ballsack Teabagger, Beaver Boy, B.O. Problem, D- <laughs> Beef Dingleberry, Benjamin Atkins, Big Daddy Randall, Big the Cat, Biddy, B-Cuz19, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Blobby Rogers, B-Money, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Brian Neese, Brian Richmond, Brian Weber, Bula, Bulma Simp, Burt Macklin, Buy Me Bone Storm, C Spin, Cam Nelly 23, Can't Destroy Her, Captain N, Cesar, Chevy Boy 9211, Chris Dick and Chris Fleury, Chris Williams, Christian Gabriel, Christopher Britt, Chugger 22, Cody Richardson, Cody Thompson, Colin Bollinger, Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Dakota Guy, Dan Fuselman, Dan of DNA Gaming, Daniel, Darth Skywalter, Dave McGee, D- Dave Thompson, DBXJ, Decoy Man, Dem Boys on the Roof, Denzalo, Devilish Saint, Digital Dave, Dill Pickle Rick, Donnie the Dude Walter, Duke. Doug Dorn, Dr. Nightmare 23, Drugs and Man, okay. Elephant Calves, Elijah Burns, E-Man Trucker, Eric James, Esteban Navarro, Evolva, Fallen Snow Kiku, Faded Sufferance, Flinny123 is Sarah Flynn, Franklin Badge, B- Fraser Burns, Frosty Bear, Frosty Feet 492, Fuzzy 99, General Fury, G9PSX, Gabe, Glue Scappin, Graham Kennedy, Guy Who Does Things, Hagel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Hired Goons, Who? Hitchy Poo, Holmes, Itchy Nutsaru, Isaias, It's OG, It's the Bigfoot, Jake Carter, Jameer Williams, James Clark, James Juan Francesco, Jean Ray Pram, Jeff Bergeron, Jimothy, Jay Callahan, Joe Buck, Joe the Sandman, Joe LeBlanc, John M. Watkins, John Woodruff, Johnny from Virginia, Johnny Zuba, 
Zubu81, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Jordan, Joe Stone, Juris Dr. Mario, Just a Fish, Just Car Pranks, Kayach, Kevin Monroe, Kia Pup, Knife Goes and Guts Come Out, Chris Lovin, Laces Out Dan, Leroy Westrich, Liquor Like Luigi, Lord Longrod Von Hugendong II, Lucas Valadez, Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Mark Sneed, Matt Hamilton, Matt Zeus, Maverick Marty, Max Lagroom, Max Sandin, Mellow Yellow 8787, Mercury 869, Ma- Mike Maloney, Mizuru, Morgan, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Musty Beetle, Nathan Trombley, Nafe, Neil Cooper, Nerdy Hybrid, Nick Amos, Nick Creature, Nicole Aldena, No One Cares, Oh My God It Froze, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Phil Lencher, Philip Ramsey, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Plow King, Postman, Priston, Dylan Tourette, Quiet Place Queen, Radioactive Man, Raging Irish, Randy Barrage, Ray San Wontonga, Robathon Dickwiddles, Robbie DLC, Robbie Air, Ruben Elizald, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Perry, Ryan Whitcomb, Sabin, Sam Carpenter, Scary Terry, Scott Brooks, Sean Ramos, Shoeboxers, Shorzy, Sharonic, Scissor Fist, Sleeper Hit, Slick Rick, Solomon Soto, Sour Goat Face, Squeak Nuts, Squint, Steve Dalk, Storm Beagle, Stud Still Smash, Super Nintendo, Chalmers, Super Dad Bros Podcast. I find the S ones very easy to say. Ted Explosion, That One Kid Josh, The Big Deal, The Keegs, The Fletchman, Thomas Childs, Thomas Smith, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Timothy Sabrinsky, Titan 420, Tom Houlihan, Trevor Leahy, Trevor McKee, Triple Tunable Power, Tyler Bauer, Works for Me, West Gen, Wolfgang, Darren, Wolf Magic 21, Why the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Zach Shepard, Zamato, Zane Donovan, and Zonko504. Thank you so much for the support, everybody. Talk to you later. Uh, cheers. <laughs>